The EPL show on the Sports Gammon Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. Sports are back and MyBookie is now offering a 100% deposit bonus when you use the promo code SGP. Plus deposit this week and get a free $10 MLB futures bet. That's MyBookie.ag promo code SGP to play, win and get paid. We're also teaming up with All Things Comedy to run back the 2019 playoffs via Madden Sims and giving away $10,000 in MyBookie credits. The championship game is coming up this Saturday and we're doing a $500 squares pool. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash squares for all the details. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash squares. And finally, we're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Two massively important goals from match day 37. The winner for Aston Villa against Arsenal, taking them out of the relegation zone. And Manchester United's equaliser against West Ham, which took them into the Champions League places, leaving them needing a draw now against Leicester to go into the Champions League. It should have been better. They should have won. But the equaliser at least got them into the top four it got them into third place if they had lost that game they'd have been stuck in fifth and needing to win this game of the week against Leicester here on this week's edition of the EPL show the final week of the season match day 38 here on the sports gambling podcast network you can follow the sports gambling podcast network on twitter at the sgp network you can follow me on twitter at SGP EPL, where I am still giving out the free plays. If you give me the likes, retweets, and interact with me, and of course, give me those iTunes reviews, I will continue to give you the free plays. But if you want all of my official picks, then make sure you head over to lockbetting.com, where we are 43 and 13 in the KBO. We are 3 and 0 so far with the MLB, 3 and 0 start in the MLB, and we're still continuing to print money with the football. Five losing days all month 
Otherwise, it's been 20 days of straight up winners. So make sure that you get involved in all of that because there's no better time to sign up. There's going to be no break at all. After the final day of the season concludes, we still have got Serie A running and then shortly we'll have the Champions League and the Europa League in August. And then straight after that, just two weeks later, the EPL will be back on September the 12th. So there's going to be absolutely no break. We're going to be riding this thing all the way through to Euro 2021 next summer. It's going to be non-stop and there's going to be a major announcement regarding the soccer here on the SGP to coincide with the fact that we are be going to, we're going to be running on and on and on month by month by month without a break. And as I said, it's going to coincide with a major announcement shortly. So let's roll on with this edition of the EPL show match day 38. And we start with Arsenal versus Watford at the Emirates. Watford are currently exactly where they deserve to be. We spoke about it on the last show. They needlessly fired Nigel Pearson, a man who took over when the club were bottom of the table, a man who got them out of the relegation zone, a man who ended Liverpool's unbeaten record, a man who had two very important wins post-lockdown and had them out of the relegation zone, and a man who was needlessly fired, and now Watford are in the relegation zone, and they sit there by just one goal. But they're going to find it very difficult to overcome the points difference and the goal difference because they are much more likely to lose by more goals to Arsenal than West Ham are likely to beat Aston Villa. So let me explain to you exactly how this is going to work. They are both separated by one goal. That's the separation between Aston Villa and Watford. And I'm not even going to bring Bournemouth into the conversation at the moment because they're three points behind. But Aston Villa and Watford are separated by one goal. Aston Villa have a minus 26 goal difference and Watford have a minus 27 goal difference. Now, let's say that both teams lose their games at the weekend, although the prices do not reflect that happening. But let's say both teams lose at the weekend. Obviously, if they both lose by a single goal, then Aston Villa will stay up. However, if Watford lose by a single goal and Aston Villa lose by two goals, then Aston Villa will still remain in the Premier League because despite the fact the goal difference will then be completely level along with the points, it will then go to goals scored. And so far this season, Watford have only found the net 34 times and Aston Villa have scored 40 goals. Therefore, that would be the next tiebreaker, making this the tightest relegation race ever. But unfortunately for Watford, they would still go down. Now, if they were to lose to Arsenal 1-0 and West Ham were to get a 3-0 win against Aston Villa, that would be enough to keep Watford in the Premier League and to turn things around. Now, let's break down the game here separately between Arsenal and Watford, where Arsenal are the 10-11 favourites to win this which surprises me because Mikel Arteta said he wants to bounce back from the loss to Aston Villa and he's going to put out a full team here. It's 13-5 the draw and it's 13-5 on Watford. Collectively with this game, because we're not going to run in order, we're going to look at the West Ham versus Aston Villa game. West Ham are the 2-1 underdogs at home to Aston Villa. I don't understand that either. West Ham are not preparing for any kind of cup final or anything. This is the final game of the season at home. They're probably going to play the full team. Why should they be underdogs and why should Aston Villa be 6-5 to favourites to win this game? And it's 13-5 to the draw. 
Beginning with the first game, I think that Arsenal are going to win that game. Um, I think Watford are going to be pretty demoralised by the situation that they're in. Yes, they may go there with tactics to stifle Arsenal, but I don't know if they're going to be good enough because if they were good enough, they would have been able to stifle other teams like Manchester City. And we all saw how that turned out because that defeat was disastrous because they could have kept the score down there. They could have stopped the bleeding. They could have put men behind the ball at 1-0, tried to keep it to 2-0. But to lose that game the way that they did and by the margin they did, that is inevitably going to be the result that sends them down. Watford have lost each of their last five Premier League away games and now they need to go away and get something to stay in the league. Arsenal have won six and drew two of their last eight at home. Watford have failed to score in four of the last five away assignments. And Arsenal have beat Watford in three of the club's last four meetings. It doesn't look good. And Arsenal at 10-11 to 11 looks like an unbelievable price and we, of course, are going to take it. However, on the other side of the coin, I don't think things are going to be as simple as that because Aston Villa are going to West Ham. And this is a West Ham team that have beaten Chelsea. They have destroyed Watford. They have just come off a game against Manchester United where they got a point at Old Trafford. This isn't a team that stopped playing football. This team didn't need anything at Old Trafford and they still played well enough to get a point. They're not going to come here and lie down for Aston Villa, which is why I don't understand why the bookies have priced them up as the 2-1 to one underdogs here. Just because Aston Villa need a result doesn't mean that they're going to get one. Just because you want something more. Watford want to win more than Arsenal do. There's nothing on that game for Arsenal. I still think Arsenal are going to beat them. And I think here as well, there's unbelievable value on West Ham. And um, despite the fact I'm picking West Ham, where do I think or what do I think will happen with the relegation race? I still think Watford will go down because despite the fact that I think West Ham are good enough to win this game, I don't think that they're going to win by more goals than Arsenal. I could be wrong. We could see another twist here in the relegation race. But for me, this feels like a game that West Ham are going to nick because they just have the better players and they're in better form. And as Villa are going to be nervous and they're probably going to come here to try and contain West Ham and they'll end up getting beaten. Whereas the other game, I feel that Arsenal can beat Watford comfortably and their race is run. Looking at the third team in this equation, we're going to look at Bournemouth away to Everton, where Everton are the 6-5 favourites. It's 13-5 to the join. It's 2-1 to on Bournemouth. Weird here because the philosophy on Aston Villa desperately needing a win is that they can go to West Ham and get it. The philosophy here for Bournemouth desperately winning a win doesn't matter because the bookies still feel like Everton will win. And I agree with them. I think Bournemouth are a team whose races also run. Things look pretty good for them off the back of um, getting a victory against Leicester. However, they haven't built on that. They are now cut adrift. They are now three points behind. It's looking very, very unlikely for them. Although, if there are scenarios where... Watford do lose and Aston Villa do lose and West Ham sorry and Bournemouth win they will join these teams on 34 points and they will improve their goal difference as well because Aston Villa with a one goal loss will move to minus 27 Watford one goal loss will move to minus 28 and Bournemouth with a win will move to minus 26 so it isn't over for Bournemouth it isn't over at this point and um, it's, it's important to remember that. But I just think Everton have got right at the right time. Getting that win away to Sheffield United. Carlo Ancelotti 
wasn't going to let this season just disintegrate and let these players go on holiday early. He pulled a performance out, surprisingly, away to Sheffield United. A good defensive performance as well, containing a team that put in a ton of balls into the box. Everton managed to deal with them, despite being one of the worst teams this season, dealing with crosses, especially away from home, dealing with corners as well, especially away from home. And um, they got the win there. So I think with that momentum going into this game, I do not fancy Bournemouth's chances. And I think Everton will finish strong. So I have all three of the relegation candidates losing and that will most likely lead to the table staying exactly as it is. Moving on to the Champions League games here and we'll start with Chelsea versus Wolves. What's interesting about the Premier League and this final day in particular is that we have five or six even quite important games. Obviously, you can put them in some kind of order based on your own opinion. I would certainly say that Leicester versus Manchester United is the most important game, but Chelsea have still got to confirm their Champions League status here in this game against Wolves. You've got Tottenham still trying to get into the Europa League. You have the three relegation games that we just covered. So there's six games here to keep an eye on with stakes on the line as we head towards the end of the season. So this is very rare. Sometimes all these games are dead rubbers, but we actually do have important games here for match day 38. Chelsea are the 5 to 6 minus 120 favorites to beat Wolves. It's 13 to 5 the draw and it's 3 to 1 on Wolves. Win and you're in is the scenario for Chelsea, but obviously we know that they can get in with a point. You can't play for a point. No, this is a Wolves team that can beat you. This is a Wolves team that have had decent results all throughout the season. I expect them to score here against Chelsea, which is going to make things even harder for Chelsea because everybody seems to score. Both teams have scored in each of the last three meetings here in the Premier League. Chelsea have won their last five Premier League home matches. They've certainly improved their home form and been more consistent at home, whereas before the lockdown, they were more consistent away. Both teams have scored in 11 of 18 Wolves games this season and Chelsea are averaging... At 2.5 goals per 90 minutes at home since early February. So that's even further evidence that they have improved this home form. And that's important because your Champions League deciding game is going to be at home, probably where they want it. And I think Chelsea will win this game. I don't think that Wolves are going to play spoiler here. In fact, the only way for Chelsea to go out of the Champions League is to lose this game. And for there to either be a draw in the Leicester-Manchester United game or for Leicester to win it. Because at the moment, Manchester United are above Chelsea in the league table. So they would need either Leicester to win or a draw and to lose this game themselves. One point and they're in. As for Wolves, their incentive will be trying to stay in the Europa League places. However, I do feel that they'll be overtaken by Tottenham. I think Tottenham are the ones who are going to finish in sixth spot. I think Wolves off the back of even a draw here, are going to drop down into seventh. And then they'll need a favour, ironically, from this Chelsea team. Because if Chelsea win the FA Cup final next week, then Chelsea will send Wolves into the Europa League. But if Arsenal win it, they will take the final Europa League spot. And Wolves, from challenging for the Champions League, will suddenly not even be in the Europa League because the final spaces will go to the team in fifth. Sixth place, Tottenham Hotspurs, more than likely... And then Arsenal will occupy the final Europa League spot. So that will be a massive disappointment for Wolves to not get into the um, not in, get into the Europa League at all. But that is how things could play out. And I think that's how they will play out. I can definitely see Chelsea winning this game. We saw how they played in a big game last week in the semi-final. Although, of course, 
You may have seen on Twitter my feelings about that. It was grossly unfair to give Manchester United three games in six days. Chelsea only played the once and they played in London and they played against Norwich, which was basically a walk in the park. They strolled to a 1-0 victory. Then they went to their hotel in London while Manchester United had to go and play another game. Checked into their hotel Saturday morning, then went and played the game against Chelsea on Sunday. Played poorly and Chelsea knocked them out of the FA Cup. What will be worrying for Chelsea is the way that they conceded goals so easily to Liverpool. I think Frank Lampard will certainly be looking to tighten that up, but I don't think we'll tighten it enough. I tighten it up enough to stop this Wolves team scoring. I see goals here in this one, but I see more of them going to Chelsea as Chelsea get the win. They're a good price at 5-6 to six, and I think they'll get the win and secure their status in next season's Champions League. Alongside who? Well, that will be determined in the next game. This week's game of the week, in my opinion... Leicester City versus Manchester United, where Leicester are the 2 to 1 underdogs here at home. It's 12 to 5 the draw, and Manchester United are at 5 to 4. Not sure who's backing Man United at 5 to 4. I'm certainly not. I'll be more than happy here with fourth place. I'd be more than happy with a draw here. Um, I don't think that we're going to go and win this game. We do look like we've run out of gas. We do look like we need the season to be over, or at least have a break now until the Europa League starts. It was just way, way too many games. And you could see almost pinpoint the exact point where, where Man United started to come come away at the hinges almost. Um, the late goal against Southampton was bad because with that goal, we'd be three points clear going into this game. And we would have a superior goal difference as well, which would allow us to lose this game by a single goal and still qualify. After that, we, we did go on and beat Crystal Palace away from home, but Crystal Palace have been on their holidays for some time, which we'll talk about in the next game. And uh, then we had those two terrible performances, the terrible performance in the semi-final, and then the, oh, I think was an even worse performance against West Ham. Other than the, a 10-minute spell at the start of the second half, we didn't look like winning that game. In the first half, we didn't play at all. And, and how Pogba's giving away that penalty, putting his hands up in the air, I have absolutely no idea. It's lucky, I think, here for us that we're catching Leicester, who are playing equally as bad at the moment. Uh, Leicester have actually won three and drawn one of their last four Premier League home games. So it is a difficult place for Manchester United to go to, despite the fact that this team are slightly out of form. May not have actually drawn two of the last three Premier League games and they were both at home, which is the problem, which is why you find yourself in this position of still needing something. But it's against a Leicester team who've won just five of the last 20 Premier League games, while Man United are now unbeaten in their last 13. A lot of this does point to a draw and I'll be happy to come away with a draw. I don't like Man United to win here at 5-4. to four. I do like the draw at 12-5, to five, but as I said... I'll take anything here as long as it ends up with us in, us being in the Champions League. We could even lose this game and um, have Chelsea lose at Wolves. But obviously that is the most unlikely scenario of them all. This is really such a difficult game for me to handicap. It's such a difficult game for me to be objective with because... I desperately want us to get back into the Champions League. We need to be back there. We need to be seen in the Champions League. That is the right platform for Manchester United. That is a platform that also will help us attract other players that want to play in the Champions League next season so that we can actually build on what we've done this season and challenge for the league properly or at least 
be more comfortably in the top four. We can't do that unless we have Champions League football. Not everybody's going to be like Bruno Fernandes, where he wants to be a club legend who takes this formerly big and successful club and puts it on his shoulders and carries them back to where they were. He wants to be the front runner and the catalyst in doing that. Not all players have that kind of drive. Not all players have that kind of ambition and self-belief. Some people just want to go to a ready-made project. And there's plenty of places to go. You can go to Manchester City, as much as I hate to say it. You go to Liverpool, you go to Chelsea. Chelsea's a London club. They always attract players. London clubs always attract bigger players and Chelsea are a Champions League team. You go to Milan, AC Milan are up and coming. If you're going to play for a team in the Europa League, maybe AC Milan's the one. Inter Milan, one or two players away from challenging for the Serie A title and always in the Champions League as well. Of course, there's Juventus, there's Bayern, there's the two big clubs in Spain, Real Madrid, Barcelona. Barcelona are desperate for top players at the moment. These are the players that we're going to be competing with for the likes of Jordan Sancho and, and other big names and we need to have Champions League football to bring them in we cannot afford another season in the Europa League this game is bigger than last weekend's FA Cup semi-final it's bigger than any of the games in the Europa League unless of course we do get through to the Europa League final but we don't want to be relying on that we don't want to put the pressure on ourselves here because obviously this is a team that it looks like struggle with pressure and are starting to fall at the final hurdle we cannot undo everything that we've done post lockdown we need to come to Leicester and get a positive result we don't even need to win we just need to avoid a defeat but we need to Get rid of those tired legs. Find one last push and get the result that we need at the weekend to make sure Manchester United rightfully return to the Champions League next season. Before we move on with the rest of the show, let me let you know that the SGP guys are closing out the football tournament Friday and Saturday night to decide who gets their share of 10 thousand dollars in my bookie credits just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash atc for all the details that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash atc and of course my bookie is the home of your dollar for dollar deposit bonus join today my bookie will double your deposit that's a dollar for dollar match plus if you sign up now they'll toss you a free ten dollar mlb futures wager all you got to do is enter the promo code SGP to claim your deposit bonus. And remember, with my bookie, the terms are simple. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid. Let me also take a second out here to talk about Ace Per Head. If you ever thought about starting your own sportsbook but didn't know how, Ace is here to help you start that sportsbook. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with all lines updated to the second and wages graded immediately. They have top-notch customer support going 24-7 and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace offers a live betting and an amazing mobile betting experience. Get started today as Ace is offering up six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. So let's conclude the rest of these picks. We'll start with Crystal Palace versus Tottenham. Obviously, the most important of the remaining games because Tottenham can automatically qualify for a Europa League spot. They're 8-13 to win this game. It's 19-4 Palace and it's 3-1 on the draw. I think this is a decent price on Tottenham because of the form that they've been in and because of the form Palace have been when you combine the two factors together. There is only one way to pick this game. I cannot see past Tottenham 
winning this. Palace have turned up in certain spots. They did make a big effort against Chelsea and they did, and they did make a big effort against Man United. But we saw against other teams, Crystal Palace haven't really turned up. So we don't know what Palace we're going to get here. But if it is the one that turned up against Chelsea and Man U, I still think this Tottenham team are good enough to beat them. We correctly took Tottenham last week as the lock against Leicester. That came through really, really easily for us. Palace here have lost seven games in a row, conceding 17 along the way. And when you're coming up against the likes of Son, Ali, Kane and Mora, well, not Ali, but Son, Kane and Mora, that's not good form going in. Over 2.5 goals were scored in 100% of Tottenham's last three league fixtures. So despite the fact that Mourinho is tightening that ship, there's still goals in the Spurs games. But Spurs have just kept four clean sheets in their last 12 Premier League assignments. So Palace may have a chance of hitting the net here. And only 2.5 goals, over 2.5 goals were registered in four of the Spurs' last six Premier League away games. I think there may be goals here that's been consistent with Spurs throughout this season. But I think Spurs are going to end up scoring more of them. So that means they'll win this game. Mourinho has tightened up the ship. They have looked better post-lockdown. They are conceding less goals. They are looking more of a threat in attack in their last two. Yes, they played some bad games. They should have beaten Bournemouth away from home and they were awful against Sheffield United. But aside from that, this has been a much improved team. And if they carry on like this, they will be back contending for the Champions League places this season. Mourinho has used this lockdown period as the first time that he really had his chance to put his imprint on the team and Spurs fans may not like completely what they're seeing in terms of allowing teams to come onto them having less of the ball of course that was the situation with Leicester where Leicester dominated large periods of that game but if they're managing to score three goals on the break and Harry Kane is firing again then Tottenham fans won't care this will be a different sort of game because I don't think Crystal Palace are going to come at Tottenham as much as um, teams have done in recent weeks where Tottenham have really pulled them apart in the counter, such as Arsenal and Leicester. But I just feel however this game plays out, whether it's Tottenham having to break down Palace, whether we see a Crystal Palace who take a more relaxed approach again because they're already safe and decide to make a real effort here. I think if it's a 100% Palace, if it's a defensive Palace, whatever happens, however this game plays out, I only see Tottenham winning it. Crystal Palace actually have defensive problems as well. They're piling up and um, we don't know who's going to be patched together here to to make up a, a team here for Palace. I think they just want this season to be over. Obviously, they've achieved their goal to stay up and then they'll go again next season. But at this point in time, this isn't the gutsy and gritty and tough to beat Crystal Palace team that are trying to stay in the Premier League or trying to get Premier League points for survive. This is a good Tottenham team that are in good form, that need a win. They've got superior players. They've got more of an incentive, although some people will look at that incentive and see it as a massive step down, and it is a step down. This is a team that played in the Champions League final, and now they're in a one-off match in order to qualify for the Europa League win, and you're in but... This could have been so much worse. This team could have drifted into the bottom half of the table. I mean, had the season played out and we didn't have lockdown, they would have had to finish the season without Song and Harry Kane. God knows where they would have finished. So they have been the beneficiaries here 
of the, the lockdown and they've come out and they've been a lot better. And as I said, they weren't perfect. They, they couldn't break down Bournemouth and they were poor against Sheffield United. But since winning against Arsenal, since finding that performance, they have been a lot better. And um, as I said, I think they comfortably get past Crystal Palace. This is uh, a contender for one of the locks this week for me. Moving on to Manchester City versus Norwich. This is going to be David Silva's last game. Manchester City, obviously unbackable here at 1-12. to It's 12-1 to to draw. And it's 33-1 to on Norwich. Immediately, my eyes go straight to the handicap markets. And the only one you can really take here, I feel, which is going to be safe and gives you a decent chance to win money, is the minus 2.5 Asian handicap line. This means that they need to win by three or more. That is available at four to five. If you take it up to minus 3.5, you can get that at six to four. Or you can take 11 to 10 on Manchester City, minus three exactly, which pushes if they win on three goals, but wins if they win by four. So lots of different handicap options here, but I think that they comfortably cover it. I think we see a lot of stars playing. Gabriel Jesus will stay in his team. I think Sterling might get a rest. Mares will come in because he was rested. Kevin De Bruyne wants to play because he's going for the assist record. And of course, David Silva will play in his final ever league match here for Manchester City before he retires. Obviously, he's still going to continue playing in the Champions League, but he doesn't have an FA Cup final to look forward to because Manchester City shockingly lost last week to Arsenal. But then, of course, they had that major bounce back in midweek, getting the result, which has put Watford in big trouble. I expect something similar here, 4-5-0 or five nil against Norwich, who miserably say goodbye to the Premier League. They didn't belong in this league anyway, and they have struggled throughout the season. Up next, we look at Newcastle versus Liverpool, where Newcastle are the 7-1 underdogs. It's 4-1 to join. It's 1-3 on Liverpool. Um, not sure about this one entirely. I mean, Liverpool obviously should go on and win this game, but they've not won a lot of games that they should have won, which is why they're not going to be getting the Premier League points record. Um, they picked up their trophy in midweek. I could see a letdown here. I'm quite willing to take the gamble on Newcastle plus 1.5 goals in this one, which means if Liverpool win by one goal, you still win the bet. That is available at even money. I think if you're telling me that you get Newcastle at even money at home to avoid being beaten by Liverpool by two goals when Liverpool have already won the title and haven't got anything to play for, may rotate some players then yes, I think there's decent value here on Newcastle to avoid a big defeat. So Newcastle plus one and a half will be my pick for this one. Up next, we look at Burnley versus Brighton, where Burnley are the 13 to 10 favourites, 23 to 10 to draw and two to one on Brighton. I think this game is relatively irrelevant unless you're a supporter of Burnley. I don't even think Brighton supporters will care. I think Burnley obviously trying to have a stronger finish as possible and Nick Pope trying to get a clean enough clean sheets to get him the golden gloves ahead of Allison of Liverpool and uh, I think you'll get it here I like Burnley to win this game I like them to concede uh, to not concede a goal you can get Burnley at 10 to 3 to win this to nil or you can play it safer and get them at 5 to 2 just to get the clean sheet if you think this could play out into a nil nil looking at that Brighton Newcastle game in midweek which was one of the worst games I ever saw then you could probably believe that this one could actually play out into a nil nil so it's best to play safe and just take the 5 to 2 here on Burnley to keep a clean sheet here against Brighton as I said Nick Pope 
is going for the, the Golden Gloves, which is the most clean sheets of the season. Burnley unbeaten in seven games in the Premier League. Under 2.5 goals have been scored in 100% of Burnley's last seven. And the under 2.5 goals again here represent some value at 10 to 11. Burnley themselves, despite being unbeaten, have scored scored exactly one goal in each of their last four home games. And Brighton have scored just three goals in their last seven contests. So definitely a play on the under here as well could be recommended. But I think I'm I'm quite happy to take the extra gamble and lay that big price of 5-2 on um, Burnley to walk away here with a clean sheet. The final game, which I'm trying to find here because we've not run chronologically. Ah, here it is. Southampton, Southampton versus Sheffield United. Southampton, 5-4 favourites, 23-10. They're drawing 11-5 on Sheffield United. Sheffield United now got get into the Europa League, so I think their race is run. I think we saw a pretty tired and run-down team already for the season to be over. They, they didn't play themselves against Everton. They didn't come at their throats. They weren't as physical as they normally are and, and aggressive and it seemed to lack some firepower and I think if you turn in that performance at home when you're chasing Europa League where you've got nothing to play for I think this could be a big egg here for Sheffield United I think Southampton despite the fact they haven't been the best home team this season I think this represents an opportunity for them to win and to win comfortably and I like the 5-4 to four on Southampton here to finish this season with a win and they've done really really well in fact I saw a, a mini league table to say that Southampton would be fourth in the table, in fact, since their 9 0 defeat against Leicester, where things looked really bad for them. And the two teams actually from that game have gone in separate directions. And I think the result that indicates that was Southampton's away win at Leicester, where they turned around from a, they came back from losing 9 0 to the same team and then facing them again on their patch and shockingly won 2 1. So that's a big surprise. It's the kind of result you only see in the Premier League. So um, I take Southampton here at home to Sheffield United. Closing out with our locks, I said last week we were going to have double locks for the last two shows and then we were going to finish with a lock for the FA Cup because that gives us 60 locks for the season. So far we are at 40 and 17 and we don't want to finish on 40 and 20 despite the fact that would still give us a 67% record for the season. We're looking to finish stronger than that. I'm looking to finish with three lock winners for the season and I'm going to try and give you two of them today. The first one I'm going to go for here is Chelsea at home to Wolves. That's available at five to six. I can just see Chelsea turning up here. I don't see how Chelsea don't turn up in this spot. This is a um, a big game for them. They can secure Champions League football. They're not a team that, that play for a draw. Yes, Wolves are tough to beat. And yes, Wolves have their own agenda as well. But when you're looking for player for player and you're looking at the improvement in Chelsea's home form, I think Chelsea turn up here and do what they need to do and get this big win against Wolves here at the weekend. The, the second lock I'm going to go for... I was torn here between Manchester City massacre in Norwich and uh, taking Tottenham here at Crystal Palace. I'm going to go for Manchester City to massacre Norwich. I can't see Norwich ending the Premier League any other way but having a miserable defeat at Manchester City. Obviously, this is a revenge game as well for Norwich beating Manchester City, which was kind of the the catalyst for Manchester City dropping out of the title race and why we really didn't see one. We never saw Manchester City really 
recover from that. And that was really the point where Liverpool started to look like the favourites to win it from there. And, and, they, and they did. They went on to go and win it. So Manchester City will want revenge for that. They're going to want to win David Silva's last game. So Pep Guardiola is going to put the weapons around him. Silva's going to play a full 90 minutes. Mares is likely to come back into the side. I think Kevin De Bruyne will play as well. Or maybe Sterling will be rested. But it's really difficult to guess what Guardiola is going to do. I'm not worried about the Champions League either because the Champions League is quite far away. It's still at the... Um, on the first week of August. So August the 7th is going to be the day that Manchester City play Real Madrid, which is still two weeks away from this. So I don't think that he's going to be particularly resting players because he's not going to need two weeks rest. It's just going to be injuries. But Norwich aren't a particularly physical team. I don't think the tackles are going to necessarily fly in. So I don't think Manchester City are going to have to worry about leg breaks and long-term injuries. Also, I don't think Norwich are going to be attacking much here. So you don't really have to worry about a weak Manchester City backline. Obviously, Manchester City have conceded a lot of goals to a lot of poor teams, but they look comfortable against Watford. Norwich are even worse. Norwich are without a doubt one of the worst Premier League teams in history. And I think Manchester City looking at revenge here, looking at putting on their decent players, looking at having a two-week rest. David Silva's last home game, Manchester City's last home game of a disappointing season. I think we see another statement win and I don't think there'll be any issues covering the minus 2.5 handicap here at 4-6. to six. The lock that missed out here was Tottenham. That may turn up as an official play over at the lockbetting.com website where we'll be giving out all of our picks for the Premier League and all of the weekend's European football what remains. There'll only be a two-week gap, as I just said, until the Europa League and the Champions League starts again. There will be a Champions League podcast a preview podcast here there will be a Europa League preview podcast and there will be a final EPL show of the season looking at the FA Cup let me close out here with the dog and the parlay the dog on this show is going to be West Ham I alluded to them earlier don't understand why they're such a heavy underdog here they aren't a team that have stopped trying if they had Crystal Palace results I'll understand it but They've been safe since the 3-1 win against Watford and then they obviously turned up against Man United in midweek. I don't see why they don't turn up here. Don't see why Aston Villa are such short favourites. So you can take West Ham at 2-1 on the money line or you can take them at 6-5 here as a pick. Draw no bet. I think there's good value there. As I said, don't see any reason for this kind of price. For the parlay, I'm going to double together Arsenal and Tottenham. As I said, Tottenham just missed out as a lock, so we can take him here as a parlay. And we're adding Arsenal, who I think will comfortably win against Watford. Again, don't understand why we're getting 10 to 11. Mikel Arteta has spoken about wanting to bounce back from that defeat. He said he's going to put out the strongest team possible. I don't see why it wouldn't be possible to play the likes of Lacazette and Aubameyang in this team for this game. Even if you get one of those players, I think that they're good enough here to beat this Watford team. So Arsenal and Tottenham is your parlay. And that concludes your Lock Dog Parlay. And that concludes your final EPL show of the season with the exception of the FA Cup. But it is the final EPL show where we have fixtures because Match Day 38 will conclude this weekend. And hopefully, hopefully, Manchester United will be in the Champions League. But it'll be fascinating as the race for the top four concludes and of course the relegation race as well you can enjoy it all on Sunday all at the same time all of these games will be going on at the same time they'll all be kicking off simultaneously that's what's great about the final game final day 10 days all away some people don't like it because it doesn't allow them to watch um separate games 
but over the years it's provided loads of excitement one of the one of the worst scenarios was when uh, Manchester Manchester United were winning the league until injury time where Manchester City scored two goals against QPR you can hear that famous bit of commentary where the commentator shouts Aguero in fact I'm going to stick it on here at the end of this week's EPL shows just so you can hear the the sort of drama that the last day can generate and I expect plenty more as the season concludes this Sunday. So that's it for this edition of the EPL show. Good luck with all of your bets as always and thanks for listening.